and welcome back to the Ghouls Room. I am your host, Julia. I am solo today. It is two days after Christmas, and as I do not celebrate Christmas, I'm going to do it solo because Emmy is with her family, and I didn't want to take her away from all the celebrations and everything. So I'm sorry if you prefer her or if you prefer the two of us. It's an experiment, and this is only going to happen once in a blue moon type of situation. Um, you can catch us on Instagram and Twitter at The Ghouls Room. We have a Gmail, The Ghouls Room Podcast, with a period in between each word at gmail.com. And last but not least, we have our Patreon, where you can help us buy better gear, and you can see our bright, shiny faces for tears three and four, and for everything else, we have amazing artwork from Emmy. Um, Emmy normally does a, like, disclaimer, uh, essentially saying that all the information we've gotten is not our own. We've researched it. The AKA, please don't sue us. We are just two 25-year-olds doing this for fun kind of thing. I don't know what her official statement is, but that's what you're going to get this week for the statement. So this week it will probably be shorter. I'm not going to lie because I don't think I have enough banter with myself (laughs) to keep this going for 45 minutes. So we'll see. It's a journey. I'm excited, sort of. Um, This week I've decided to do a kind of Christmas special, I guess, wintry stuff. Um, It's mainly, I guess, European cryptids that come out during wintertime. I am sorry, Emmy, I am moving in on your business here by doing cryptids. Um, But there were just so many weird ones that I had to do it. So this is going to be a similar to, oh God, months ago, I did one of like European folklore ghosts that were also kind of in the Witcher games. So it's it's similar vibes as that. Um, but before we begin, I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, that was weeks ago, and a Happy Kwanzaa that has just started. So I hope everyone got to spend as much time with their family as they could or on Zoom like me because <laughs> England is in lockdown. So it's been really fun, but we're getting through it. I just hope everyone's having as nice and as safe as a time as they can. But moving on, I got my sources from Wikipedia, wanderlust.co.uk, irishtimes.com, and ripley's.com. So the first, of course, cryptid that popped up was Krampus, but Emmy covered Krampus last week, so I'm not going to go over him this week. So if you want to hear about Krampus, check out our previous episode and you can hear more about him. And... Another disclaimer, I already mentioned these are European-type cryptids, and I tried to look up the pronunciation for these names, and oh my word, some of them were, especially when we get into Iceland, I just, whew, so I apologize in advance. But we are going to begin with Frau Perchta, which is F-R-A-U, and then P-E-R-C-H-T-A. And she is found in Austria and Bavaria. Frau Perchta is a witch who will come on Christmas to determine whether children have been naughty or nice. 
Um, so far, sounds pretty similar to Santa until you hear what she does to the naughty kids. It's not just some simple coal in the stocking type thing. But first, as always, because it's me, a little background. Frau Perchta, also known as Perched, or per, per, yep, was once known as a goddess um, in Alpine paganism in the upper German and Austrian regions of the Alps. And Perchta is often identified as stemming from the same Germanic goddess as Holda and other female figures of German folklore, aka like Frigia Frigg. <laughs> Sorry. Um, according to Jacob Grimm and uh, Lottie Motz, L- L- Motz, oh boy. Perchta is Holda's southern cousin or equivalent as they both share the role of guardian of the beasts and appear during the 12 days of Christmas when they oversee spinning. So in some descriptions, Perchta has two forms. She may appear either as beautiful and white as snow, like her name, or as elderly and haggard. And in many old descriptions, Perchta had one large foot, sometimes called a goose foot or swan foot. Um, Grimm apparently thought that the strange foot symbolized her being a higher being who could shapeshift to animal form. And this is a quote. Um, it is apparently a swan maiden's foot, which as a mark could shape, nope, which as a mark of her higher nature, she cannot lay aside. And at the same time, the spinning woman's splay foot that worked the treadle, treadle. In the Tyrol, she appears as a little old woman with a very wrinkled face, bright, lively eyes, and a long hooked nose. Her hair is disheveled, her garments tattered and torn. Um, and initially, Perchta was the upholder of cultural taboos, such as the prohibition of spinning on holidays, which I didn't know that was a thing you weren't meant to do, but apparently you're not. Um, Her narrative then transformed into a being who roamed the countryside during the winter and would enter homes and would know whether or not the children had been well-behaved and worked hard that year. If they had, they would commonly wake up to a small silver coin somewhere, which was normally found in a shoe or a bucket. If you're bad, however, this is where it gets rough, Frau Perchta, as punishment for not behaving, would slit open the stomachs of children remove all of their organs, and stuff them with straw and pebbles. She was particularly concerned to see that girls had spun the whole of their allotted portion of flax or wool during the year. So I guess if, as a girl, you didn't spin all of your wool in the time span, you got your stomach slit open, because... Yeah. Um, She would also slit people's bellies open and stuff them with straw if they ate something on the night of her feast day other than the traditional meal of fish and gruel, which I can't blame them because gruel doesn't exactly sound appetizing, but I don't want to get my stomach slit open for it. So that's just a quick little recap on Frau Perchta. We are now going on to Mari Lloyd. I did look up the pronunciation on this one. It doesn't mean I'm doing it well. But we are traveling to Wales, the land of hard-to-pronounce names. So Mari Lloyd is M-A-R-I-L-W-Y-D. Um, you might have heard of this one because I think it's kind of traveled around the internet for its uh, uniqueness. So Mari Lloyd is essentially a horse skull placed on top of a pole 
which is then carried by a person who is hidden under a sackcloth. And this tradition began in the 1800s, where Mari Lloyd would be carried to local houses. At this point, Mari Lloyd would request access to the household where the inhabitants were expected. You were supposed to say no at first, but you were supposed to do it through a song. Um, And both sides were meant to counter back and forth through rhymes and songs until one relented. Uh, if the household relented first, Mari Lloyd would be invited inside for food and drink, which was normally a couple townspeople that were helping to carry the horse skull. Um, I'm not going to lie. It does look really creepy uh, when I looked it up, but it kind of seems fun. It's just a bunch of townspeople rap battling each other every wintertime with a horse skull. Um, this tradition's on New Year's Eve. So they just kind of go door to door and f- free rap back and forth i don't know i couldn't do it i can't rhyme and i can't do anything off the top of my head really quickly so mari lloyd would have been coming in for dinner at my place moving on again we have gryla and the yule cat now this is where we're moving into iceland and there are so many names here and it's not good (laughs) i apologize but Gryla is essentially this giant ogress who lives in a cave during the year and during Christmas, however, she comes out to hunt for her favorite treat, which happens to be children, of course, and she will then steal these children to take them back to her cave for a lovely stew. Um, as in she eats them. She doesn't give them the stew. The children become the stew. Yeah. Um, Gryla does have a few companions. She has the Yule Lads, which are 13 mischievous troll children that go into people's homes and mess shit up. Um, They are her children. She has a husband who apparently just was called lazy and stays in the cave all day, which was amusing. But these Yule lads will come into towns and homes for the sole purpose of harassing people. And they all have names and they all relate to their favorite method of harassment. So I did write down every single name and the English translation. So bear with me. Maybe I should just spell them out. But we have Stukastor, S-T-E-K-K-J-A-R-S-T-A-U-R, a.k.a. the Sheep Coat Claude. Um, he harasses sheep but is hindered by his peg legs. We have Gilwahar... G-I-L-J-A-G-U-A-R. It, it looks like Gil Jaguar, but I know for a fact it is not. Um, that is translated to Gully Gawk. Uh, our boy here hides in gullies so that he can then sneak into the cow shed and steal milk. We have Stufer, which means stubby, which is an abnormally short um, Yule lad, and he steals pans to eat the crusts left on them which he would love my place because I do not eat the crust of anything. Pizza, bread, sorry, I am that person. I do not eat the crust. I'll only eat the crust if they're soft. So if it's like a nice doughy pizza crust, I will eat that. But if they're crunchy, no, get it away from me. Now we have Pvorslikir. P, actually, no, it wasn't a P. It's a letter that I don't know. Doesn't matter. Translates to spoon liquor. Um, 
this boy steals and licks wooden spoons. And it's kind of sad. He's incredibly thin due to malnutrition. So I guess his only source of food is the wooden spoons that he can lick. Which, I don't know. Kind of sad. We have potaskeefel, which means pot scraper. Um, steals leftovers from pots. We have askelsleiker, bowl licker. Uh, he hides under beds, waiting for someone to put down their askew, which is a type of bowl, which he then steals. We have <laughs> heroaskeeler, which means door slammer. Uh, he just likes to slam doors, apparently, especially during the night, so that it wakes people up. So, nice. We have skirgamur, which is the skier gobbler. Um, he likes to eat skier, which I guess is something similar to yogurt. No, We have... <laughs> this is a long one and there's a lot of letters. Uh Bugnakrikir. It's B-J-U-G-N-A-K-R-A-E-K-I-R, which means sausage swiper. Um he hides in the rafters and steals sausages that are being smoked. We have Glugagagir. I'm so sorry. Which means window peeper. Not as horrible as... He, he's not a peeping Tom. Um, he apparently sneeps in, snoops in people's windows looking for things to steal. So it's not great, but he's not peeping in that kind of way. Um, we have Gatepifur, which is the doorway sniffer. Um, he has an abnormally large nose, which gives him a great sense of smell, which he uses to locate bread which I really like. Um, we're almost to the end of my horrible pronunciations. Don't worry. Um, I do apologize if anyone is from Iceland or knows how to pronounce these words because I know these are all wrong. Um, I, As I said, I looked up the pronunciation, but they had sounds and definitely movements of the tongue that I've never had to do before and therefore I don't think my throat or mouth can make these sounds without a lot of practice first um but moving on we have ket krokur which is meat hook um he uses a hook to steal meat and finally your ears can rest and stop bleeding we have kurtaskniker um which is the candle stealer he follows children in order to steal their candles, and I guess they were once made out of tallow, so the candles used to be edible, so he would steal them to eat them. So those are all the Yule Lads. I mean, I'm sure they're annoying to have around, but they're not necessarily, like, they're no um, eating children in a stew kind of thing. Like, they just seem to eat a lot and steal things, so I don't know. It could be worse. And then finally, we have the Yule Cat, which the Yule Cat is not some lovely, fuzzy little boy who will curl up on your lap by the fire. Um, the Yule Cat is a massive, vicious beast who lurks the countryside looking for people to eat. And who does he eat? He only eats those who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. So you need a new outfit or else a massive cat is going to come and eat you apparently in Iceland so get your new threads I don't know and last but not least we have Hans Trapp Trapp T-R-A-P-P Trapp yeah we are now in France where we have Hans Trapp 
Hans Trapp was apparently a local man who was well known for his greed and unscrupulousness. He would use witchcraft and make deals with the devil to become rich. This, of course, led to him being excommunicated from the Catholic Church because there's probably nothing more that the Catholic Church hates than deals with the devil. But due to this excommunication, he lost all of his money and his social standing. So Hans Trapp, Trapp, I don't know, then began to roam the countryside disguised as a scarecrow. I'm not entirely sure why, but he did. And Hans Trapp had Trapp. Oh, I keep switching. I'm so sorry. Hans Trapp had a lot of time to brood and to get even more angry about this predicament, essentially. And so his solution, of of course, because this makes complete sense, was he needed to eat human flesh. He decided that he had a craving for human flesh. So he lured a shepherd boy to his death, unfortunately, and cooked him over a fire to eat. But before he could take his first bite, God apparently decided this was too far. He had had enough and he killed the guy with a bolt of lightning. So now Hans Trapp is said to come back during Christmas time going door to door looking for some tasty kids to eat if they do not mend their naughty ways. So that is all I have for you this week. I kind of didn't do all of them because I thought, oh no, what if we need more cryptids for next Christmas kind of thing. But there are so many different spooky, creepy, like, you thought getting coal was bad from Santa. No, some cat's going to eat you if you didn't get... Uh, an outfit for Christmas or some scarecrow guy is going to come and try and eat you. But like I said, I know this episode is really short. I do apologize. I don't even have anything to talk about because (laughs) I don't know. Nothing's going on in England. No one wants to hear about my personal life. So like it's going to be a 20 minute episode. Um, as always, I do want to thank our patrons on Patreon, Carrie, Cassia, and Brad. You guys have really been absolutely amazing. It's wonderful every time we can get something new and our audio just improves or I'm looking at like cameras now so that you can get a nicer visual of all my pores and stuff in the camera. But really, it just means so much every time we see your names pop up. It's it's truly, we were not expecting it at all. We kind of set it up as like, oh, maybe one or two people might join the, the $1 tier kind of thing. But it really, every time we see your names pop up, we're like sending texts to each other, freaking out, going, oh my god, I can't believe someone has actually signed up. And of course, our other patrons in our lower tiers, you are not unloved in any way shape or form you truly you're all the foundation of this I'm getting sappy because it's I don't know winter time <laughs> so thank you again from the bottom of our hearts Emmy as well um it's been a lot of fun honestly this we've been doing this for months now I think we started this in June or July as a kind of my manic brain just said, I want to make a podcast, but I didn't want to do it alone. So I dragged Emmy into it and she was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. 
and it's now December. I mean, we're on, this is episode 24. This is 24 weeks. I could do that math. Six months? Oh, wait, hold on. 24 weeks. 4, 8, 16, 20, 25. Yeah, that's six months. I'm going to cut out myself doing the math of that because that was embarrassing. We've been doing this for six months. I just, I can't imagine. Like, it really just blows me away having people listening to us and talking to us and seeing all the different countries we've made it to. Like, it's, I don't know. It's really amazing. It's really fun in between all of the manic schoolwork and the pandemic. And it's kind of just a nice sense of normalcy being able to call Emmy and talk with people. And like I said, I would really enjoy if we had more communication with like our listeners. Um, I'm trying to figure out more ways to do that. (laughs) I was discussing with Emmy. I would love to start. No. Well, I am the queen of starting projects. It's really bad. We've mentioned it before. I've got like sewing needles and like just so many different crafting things in my room right now that I've been like, I'm going to do this and do it during quarantine. And then I give them up after a week because I'm not immediately good at them. But Emmy is a huge gamer. I'm a gamer too, but Emmy is like the ultimate gamer. She's on WoW every night. She like runs her guild and stuff. I don't know. (laughs) And I was saying it might be fun to do like a Twitch channel type thing where the two of us play, I don't know, scary games or just play games in general where we can then play with our listeners and stuff. Um, I am really bad with scary games. It horrifies me to no end so that might actually be more annoying to people but I don't know we've just had these ideas of obviously we've got the new mics we've got new systems that we're like oh maybe we can do these things maybe we can stream us ourselves playing games I'm just kind of rambling at this point like I said because I kind of feel bad that the episode is really short um We want to do like question and answer episodes in the future. If you've ever been listening and you're like, hmm, what is Emily, Emily's, Emmy's (laughs) favorite color kind of thing? Like, I don't know. It would be fun. But yeah, we just love our little family of all you guys. Every time someone joins us on Instagram or we see one more listener, it really does make our hearts feel so much better. We did this for the sole purpose of just, again... It was fun. It was something to do. We never did it in the intention of being like, oh, yeah, we're going to get famous off of this. We're going to make bank. Like, it was just just something fun to do. So I don't know. I guess I'll finish my uh, (laughs) rambling session right now. But truly to all of our listeners, not just our patrons, although our patrons do get an extra shout out. So if you want to get an extra shout out, you can join us on Patreon. But um. Truly, thank you to everyone who listens to us. Thank you to everyone who supports us. Um, it really does mean the world to us every time someone joins us, interacts, or just like tags us on Instagram or says like, hey, I recommended you to my friend. It, it really does make all the difference to us. So enough with this happiness. <laughs> um, I wish everyone a very happy holidays, a very safe and healthy new year. We're almost there, guys. I think things are going to be better in 2021. Knock on wood. But I really do think we are getting there. So if we just hold on a little longer, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. 
So we'll see you next week for a normal episode again. Stay spooky, my friends. I am your host, Julia, and we will see you next week. Goodbye.